Hello everyone and welcome to ScreamStream where every week I scour the web to separate the best from the worst of streaming horror so you don't have to. I'm James Gass. If you're new to the show, what I do is pick a horror film from one of the various streaming services and give it a spoiler-free review and let you know if it's worth watching. There's a lot of horror films out there, so my goal is to make sure you're spending your time watching the good ones. If you'd like to keep up with me outside of the podcast, you can do so at ScreamPod.com, where you can find links to all of my social profiles, subscribe to the podcast via your favorite podcatcher, and get the show notes for each episode. You can also drop me a line with comments and suggestions to ScreamStreamCast at gmail.com. ScreamStream is listener-supported, and you can support the podcast three different ways. The first is directly through Patreon over at patreon.com slash ScreamStream. Next, you can go to any one of the show notes pages. For example, this week's show notes will be found at ScreamPod.com slash podcast slash six. And scroll down to purchase one of my Amazon Horror Picks of the Weeks through my affiliate links, or use the search box there to make a purchase. I get a little extra kickback from from your purchases at no cost to you. And finally, the easiest way to support ScreamStream is to share the podcast with the horror fanatics in your life and help grow the ScreamStream community. So before we get into the show, I do have a couple of uh, important announcements. So uh, in order to do this show once a week and re- release every Monday, uh, I, have to, I had to actually... Uh, upgrade my Libsyn account from 50 megabytes to 250 megabytes. I know that's like a really huge jump. That's where they do it. So I have all this extra space. So the shows might be a little longer um, depending on whether or not I have something interesting to fill some extra time with. If not, it'll probably be the regular link. But I do plan on adding some extra content for future episodes. Also, if you're a patron of the show, uh, I am, st- or actually starting this past Saturday, uh, I'm re- releasing all of the original ScreamStream episodes up on the Patreon site every week. I release one every Saturday. This past Saturday, I just released Lisa and the Devil, which was the very first ScreamStream episode I ever recorded, and that was back in March of 2014. So if you are a patron and give at least a dollar a month you will have access to that also i'm going to be releasing another podcast to the patreon page called uh, when the screaming stops and it's going to be more of like a behind the scenes sort of podcast more of a conversational podcast just about the show and things that i'm up to um, things that i'm getting into and and stuff like that and i'll probably be uploading that every thursday now, if you are a $1 patron, you get a special RSS feed that you can plug into any podcatcher and subscribe to the show. So again, if you want to support the show, get some extra content, head over to patreon.com slash ScreamStream. For my next update, I'm starting a new sort of sub-genre schedule. And this is more for like, so that I don't get stuck doing the same types of horror films every week so starting with this episode uh it's going to be a found footage film next week is going to be paranormal the week after is slashers and psychos creature feature foreign horror classics 
Uh, and to qualify as a classic, the film has to be 30 years or older. And then finally, psychological horror. And this will be like a rotating cycle. And this is, like I said, basically so that I don't get stuck in a rut reviewing the same types of horror films from the same genre. Uh, it kind of just sort of expand my horizons because there are some subgenres that I just don't really watch enough of, and this will sort of help me out. So there's my quick little update for ScreamStream. Hope you enjoy the show. Now let's get on with this week's review of Found Footage 3D. Now this film was directed by Steven De Janeiro. I don't know if I pronounced that right. If I didn't, I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's, it stars Carter Roy. Uh, Elena Von Stroheim, Chris O'Brien, Tom Saparito, Scott Allen Perry, Jessica Perrin, a cameo from Scott Weinberg, who is a horror writer for FeardNet and many other horror blogs, uh, John Dawes, and Doran Ingram. And for a brief plot synopsis, a group of filmmakers sets out to make the first 3D found footage horror movie but find themselves in a found footage horror but find themselves in a found footage horror movie when the evil entity from their film escapes into their behind the scenes footage. <sighs> and when I saw this up there come up, I thought, you know, what the hell is this? Really? Found footage 3D? Come on. Uh, and then I read the premise. I thought, you know, yeah, okay, this might be somewhat decent. I'm I don't have a whole lot of expectations. But I was pleasant, presently surprised by the acting. Uh, the acting was so good, in fact, that uh, seven minutes into the film, I wanted to punch Carter Roy's character, Derek, in the face because he was a major asshole. But they all did seem like, like real people. I, I felt like everything felt organic. All the acting was organic. The conversations they had with each other, the way they interacted with, it, with each other... It all felt very real, which I think is important for found footage genre films. They have to feel like real people and come across as like real people. I'm not going to say too much about uh, cinematography because it's a found footage film. It's shaky camera work. I mean, what, what else can you say about it? But some of the shots were interesting. And the way they set up their uh, stable uh, cameras in each of the rooms, had nice framing on them. Uh, even that stuff was in 3D, and I'll talk about that in a second. So cinematography can't really say much. It's found footage. And the whole thing is sort of meant to be a behind-the-scenes documentary. And I got that feel. Because uh, you had, like, the uh, standard confessional uh, shots where the actors would, would talk to the camera or the crew would talk to the camera and give their thoughts about the production, whatever. And a lot of that was actually interesting. I thought it was really well written. As for the story, the story, I think, was actually interesting. The film doesn't take itself seriously. It, it knows what it is and, and delivers. It, it knows that it's sort of a satire on found footage films. It knows that it's a parody of found footage films. I wouldn't go as far as to say a parody, but it's, it's kind of in that realm. And the story was actually fairly interesting. I wasn't really sure how they were going to tie the whole... Because found... Like, I didn't know where the horror was going to come from. Because I didn't watch any trailers or anything like that. I just went in the, the film blind. 
but the way that everything started to tie together and the way that the, they brought in the horror elements was really nice. Uh, I, I liked the story. I thought it was really good. As for the 3D, so Shudder has two different versions of the 3D. They have one version where you use standard uh, red-blue 3D glasses, and I used ones that came with um, Friday the 13th 3D. So that's what I used. And they also have the version, so if you have a fancy 3D TV, they have one for you too. But I just used glasses. It worked just fine. It actually looked really good too. I'm not a huge fan of 3D stuff. I don't, we don't go to the movies to watch stuff in 3D. It's never really been kind of my thing, but it worked here. I thought it was entertaining, and the very last scene made me jump. It was a really nice jump scare, especially in 3D. So the way uh, the 3D worked in the film, like, it, it, they didn't try to do stupid Things were like they wave your hand at you. Now, they did at, at, at the beginning because they were kind of making fun of themselves. But when it came time to actually shoot their quote-unquote found footage film, they didn't do any st stupid stuff like that. Yes, it's gimmicky, but it worked for this movie. I think this is like the only time found footage or 3D will ever work in a found footage film. But for this, it worked. Yes, it's a gimmick, but it worked. It worked really well. As for my general thoughts on the movie, look. If you like found footage films, you're going to like this. If you don't like found footage films, I would recommend that you at least watch this one. Because there's just something nice about it. I mean, it's just, there's, there's something adorable about this movie. <laughs> That it's just trying to make fun of itself and, and sort of poke fun at most other found footage films. It's also very meta. I hate using that word too because it's such, such a stupid term. But again, it works. And it made for really good storytelling. These folks set out to make a horror film and actually ended up in a horror movie. Which is, I mean, that was a really cool premise. It's, it's not overly original by any stretch of the imagination but it, it worked it was enjoyable and i liked the movie a 5.2 on imdb i think is really low for this film i would at least give this like a six and a half maybe a seven it's a fun movie to watch and this is one of those films where i would recommend that you get together with a group of friends go out get yourself some 3d glasses i'm sure you can find these red blue ones on amazon I guarantee you that you can buy them in packs. Get some 3D glasses and sit around and watch this movie, and you'll have a good time. I, I promise. Uh, I really liked it. I enjoyed it. I would give it at least a 7. Uh, I don't really like doing ratings, but if I had to give it a rating, like some people rely on that rating scale, I'd give it a 7. Now, I'll probably talk a little bit more about this movie on the Patreon podcast. We'll see how it goes. Because uh, there are some other things I do want to talk about. So if you are a patron, look out for that on Thursday. All right, so let's move on into my news. And there are a few things, a few like fairly interesting things that I found this week that I want to talk about. Uh, first off, Pet Cemetery is getting remade. I didn't know this was a thing, but apparently it is. And it has two directors. 
Uh, the directing duo of Dennis Widmeyer and Kevin Kolsch. Now, they directed Starry Eyes, Absence, and uh, the segment called Valentine's Day in the movie called Holidays, uh, which is probably one that I do want to review at some point. Uh, this is an anthology film. It's also on Shudder, I think. Uh, I think it is, no, it's on Netflix, I believe. Yeah, it is on Netflix. Uh, so if you haven't seen that yet, go watch it. I recommend it. Uh, but they did this segment called Valentine's Day. Uh, so they are directing the uh, Pet Cemetery sequel. If they can make it as good as it, I'm all on board. I am super excited. And moving on, uh, iHorror is uh, one of my favorite horror websites. Uh, it's a horror news blog. Uh, and they're getting into doing some video content as well. Uh, but they have released their list of every horror movie on Netflix right now. Uh, and it is a pretty long list. There's actually 18 pages here of films. Starting with The Babysitter and going all the way to The Secret of Evil. So there you go. Every horror film on Netflix right now because sometimes Netflix does not show you everything they have you have to really dig for this stuff which I think is super annoying I wish Netflix would fix that uh, but their recommended recommended for you uh, algorithm and just doing searches period on Netflix is a pain in the arse so you can go to iHorror and uh, they have Every horror film listed. I'll put this in the show notes for this episode. Again, you can find that over at screenpod.com slash podcast slash six. The number six. And then the Weinstein Company, oh boy, pulls horror movie Polaroid from their November release. Now, the Weinstein Company has removed the horror thriller film Polaroid. If you haven't seen the trailer, it looks a little goofy. Uh, it was supposed to come out on November the 22nd. Uh, they had they haven't explained why. I'm sure you can guess as to why, though. Now, this was a film that was based on director Lars uh, Klevberg's short film about a high school loner who stumbles upon a vintage Polaroid camera tainted with a dark secret. She soon discovers the camera has the power to murder those who come in contact with it. Now, I'm going to assume that the reason why they pulled this film is because they either knew that their company is going to get boycotted, whatever they do, it's going to be boycotted. Uh, the pulling of the film is the latest development at TWC, which is in shambles in the wake of Harvey Weinstein's descent into, into uh, pariah status after accusations of sexual assault and harassment from multiple women. Uh, the accusations were detailed on an October 5th New York Times report that prompted further women to come forward. I'm sure it has to do with all that. I feel bad for everybody who worked on the film. It's it's it sucks, uh, but that is that's the business for you. And then finally, this is really interesting. Now, if you haven't seen Jason Goes to Hell, a little bit of spoiler in here. Jason Voorhees is a deadite. So the director of the film, if you ever watch Freddy, uh, Jason Goes to Hell, there's a, a bit of a cameo, the Necronomicon from The Evil Dead. Uh, is in the basement, which kind of hinted at, you know, it's possible that he was a deadite, risen from an incantation out of uh, uh, the Necronomicon Ex Mortis. 
and uh, for a long time, fans of of Friday the 13th have speculated that he was a deadite. And finally, the director of that film, Adam Marcus, did clarify that Jason is a deadite, which is why he came back from the dead and was all of a sudden a grown man and uh, is extremely hard to kill. Uh, so apparently he actually had a conversation with Sam Raimi, and because New Line Cinema doesn't have any rights to the Evil Dead, they had to do just a an Easter egg sort of thing uh, rather than just making a bold statement, Jason Voorhees is a deadite. So he put the Necronomicon in the film as an Easter egg. I thought that was pretty interesting. So if you haven't seen Jason Goes to Hell, I would recommend that you see that one. It's, it's a fun watch. It's not bad. Uh, I haven't seen all of the Friday the 13th. There's like a few that I haven't seen. I haven't seen the one where he goes to Manhattan. But yeah, there you go. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, and The Evil Dead is probably one of my favorite franchises. Um, I just actually watched Army of Darkness today. And I actually I did get a uh, in, uh, Ash versus Evil Dead um, t-shirt from Halloween Horror Nights at Universal. I, well, I didn't go to Halloween Horror Nights, but they were selling t-shirts there. We went a couple weekends ago and to give me an Evil Dead t-shirt. Anyway, that's beside the point. <laughs> and lastly, this is it. I promise this is it. Uh, Stand Against Evil Season 2 is on air. It's on IFC right now. If you haven't seen the show, I highly recommend it. Uh, if if you don't have cable, fancy cable, get Sling TV and watch it there. That's a really, really good show. It's kind of like Ash versus Evil Dead, uh, but different. And the only way that it's similar is that you have a guy who hunts demons. Uh, and that that's really the only similarity there. Uh, I do recommend it. It's really It's a really funny show. So while you wait for season three of Ash vs. Evil Dead, go check out Stand Against Evil season two. Also, we've been watching a show called Ghosted, and this is a show that comes on Fox. Uh, we actually watch it on Hulu. It airs Sunday nights. We usually watch it on Monday. And it's, it stars Adam Scott and Craig Robinson, and this show is hilarious. For a, like a basic storyline here, a skeptical, tough ex-cop is forced to team up with a nerdy scientist and firm believer of the paranormal. They must help a secret LA-based government agency deal with the unexplained and paranormal occurrences. This is a really funny show. This is probably one of my favorite shows, new favorite shows now on TV. Um, but it does it comes on every Sunday night on Fox. Uh, and again, we watch it on Hulu. So I feel like four episodes in. Great show. Recommend that you go and check that out out all right and to new to stream this week uh this week's list is pretty sparse first up on netflix we have silent hill and casper and that's it on shutter uh we have best worst movie which is a documentary about uh troll 2 which is a cult favorite uh this is a really good documentary it's on shutter the Young Detective D. Young Detective D. I don't know what this is. It's a Japanese film, I think, and that's really all I know. I haven't seen. I didn't watch any trailers or anything. And then finally, Senen Tunchi, which is a 
it's a Swedish film, Swedish horror film, sort of about witchcraft. Uh, I I don't know. I do plan on watching it because the cover looked interesting. Uh, and that's it to stream. That's that's all there is. Now, for next week's episode, uh, is going to be a little different. Next week's episode is going to be dedicated to good horror films for a younger audience. Uh, and now I got into a Twitter conversation with somebody who said that, uh, actually, no, I, I sent out a tweet saying something about uh, just because a horror film gets a PG-13 rating doesn't mean it's automatically bad. Uh, and then somebody said, well, Happy Death Day was a terrible film and it's PG-13. And I was like, you know, that's probably not a good film to use a counter argument with. Uh, and he said, you know, I, I know I'm just being facetious, but there's just not good horror for a younger audience. And I decided right then and there, I'm going to find good horror for a younger audience. So if you have a horror film or a TV show that you'd like to recommend that's rated either PG-13 or less, uh, please let me know. Uh, post a comment. You can post a comment here on the show notes page at screenpod.com or post it in the Facebook fan group or tweet it to me at James Gass. Uh, I wanted to get together a, a list of, of films. I have a couple in mind that I do want to talk about. So, um, but yeah, send me your suggestions and uh, we should have a good time with that show. And with all that said, remember that ScreamStream is listener supported and you can support the show at patreon.com slash ScreamStream. I do want you to know how important your support is, whether it's financial support through Patreon or just sharing it with your friends and family. You encourage me to keep the show going and I do greatly appreciate it. I get comments. I've gotten a few comments saying that, you know, people like my perspective on films. Um, so I, I really do appreciate that. If you have a movie you'd like me to review, Send me your suggestion to ScreamStreamCast at gmail.com or go to ScreamPod.com slash contact. Remember to subscribe to the show at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, TuneIn Radio, wherever podcasts are served. Uh, hopefully soon I'll be in iHeartRadio and Spotify. I'm working on Spotify one. Uh, and music used for ScreamStream was created by Kevin McLeod over at Incompotech.com. And until next week, I'm James Gass saying, if it was real, the cameraman would be dead too. Good night. Peace.